What is up, everybody? I'm Anthony Cazenza. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, the water cooler chat for the week of, I guess it would be July, it's July 20th technically today, but the week of July 19th. We've got a lot of Bengals headlines to get to. We've got a lot of NFL headlines to get to, some of which not so much on the pleasant side, at least from the NFL side of things. We're going to talk about that. I'm still champing through things with a broken wing coming back at you. Bring in a Bengals podcast, and I'm joined by a good friend of the program, Derek Davis, otherwise known as the, the Orange Arrow, otherwise known as D-Squared, and he has <laughs> launched a fantasy football show, and uh, he's, a, he's been an awesome advocate for our show, and uh, we, we've been meaning to have him on to talk not only about his new YouTube channel, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but also the fantasy football league that he started last year that is going to charity and all the proceeds with that going to Joe Burrow's Hunger Relief Fund. But, Mr. Orange Arrow, Derek, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Um, I'm doing great, man. How are you? Uh, well, I'm, I'm doing Rel- okay. Relatively speaking, I should say. I think I probably need a few of what you're what you're sipping on there. It's a little early, my my neck of the woods, but uh, <laughs> you know this thing. I you know this this surgery thing that I've I've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. I've probably been just a super big baby about it, but uh, and people are probably like, dude, get get over it. It it actually was uh, a little bit a little bit easier than I thought, but still just ready to get out of this thing and you know be back to normal a little bit. But we're we're we're. Moving forward, I'm moving forward. We're going to talk about some Bengals. Before we get started with some Bengals headlines, there's been some really cool stuff coming from the Bengals, by the way, and we're going to we're going to talk about yeah. that. Uh, let's start with your fantasy football show because I think, based on where things we want to do on this podcast channel, what we want to do on this specific show, we want to lean on some fantasy football experts like yourself to get some information and uh, help some folks out, have a little fantasy football chat within our podcast. So talk about your new show here. I'm going to put the link in the live chat for people to, to go subscribe to your YouTube channel. You've already got guests that we haven't even had on our show in years of existence. You've got Jay Morrison coming up, I see. Um, but yeah. tell us about the show, yeah. man. Yeah, so um, I, I basically I, I wasn't going to do it. And I, the more I got to looking at it, I'm like, you know what? Basically, I started the show for to get some some more pub for the fantasy league that I'm that I'm doing. I wanted to kind of show everybody the ins and outs of the uh, the league that 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 we're in, and um, just show everybody week after week what what we got going on. And then I, I started looking into it more, and I'm like, you know what? I can start doing a little fantasy knowledge. I mean, I'm not the the most knowledgeable fantasy guy out there. I mean. As you can remember, last year my my team didn't do so hot, but you know I I just with all the (laughs) yeah, I mean injuries killed us last year pretty hard too. So, but yeah, I just I I started doing things with that, and then um, just kind of it kind of grew from there. Well, he's had Zim Hude, part of our podcast channel, on on one of his uh, gosh episode two. You got him on it. And then you've got Jay Morrison coming on here. Yeah, I see. We'll we'll, we'll stop sharing the screen here because you're wearing one of Zim's uh, new new cool shirts he's got there. Zim, absolutely, the, got the Burrow babies, the swag clothing line, man. It is. Uh, he's he's got some some cool stuff. So, uh, with that, real quick too, before we get to some headlines and and we'll talk more about some stuff too. But uh, you also are spearheading a fantasy football league 
that we want to promote because it is benefiting Joe Burrow's Hunger Relief Fund for the second year in a row. I was part of it. I know the Locked On Bengals guys were part of it last year. A lot of others were were part of the the league. And I think I don't want to I don't want to speak for you, but I think you may still have some openings uh, for for people to get in to to get in different kind of round robin leagues and all that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. So um, so last year we did two leagues. And I, I kind of just left it open and let people just keep going in, going in. And then once we got around 24 people and then it kind of started slowing down a little bit, I was like, okay, we'll just do two team or two leagues this year. And then um, kind of the following year after that, just try to build it from there. Basically what it started from was, I don't know if, if you're aware of, or if you know of, it's called the Scott fish bowl and they're doing, actually they're drafting, um, right now but he has like i think uh, close to 2000 people in this league and it all of that goes to charity That's and awesome. um it's it basically donations to everyone's favorite charity and stuff like that and that's kind of what i what i wanted to do for Bengals fans and uh, you know it started out with when joe did his heisman speech and he was talking about athens and, and you know athens county and everything that they're going through it kind of hit home because I, you know, I live not too far away from there. Um, and you know, I've seen what he's talking about. We went to, to ball games every, every year when I was growing up in high school, all of our divisional basketball games would be in Athens and, you know, driving through there, you, you see what he's talking about. And so it kind of hit home. So I, I wanted to do something for Bengals fans to, to kind of um, lean toward that and, and do something fun. So that and this is the second year doing it, and right now we've got I think we've got twenty people in in the league right now. So we've got four spots available to fill two leagues. Hopefully we can do more. My wife said she wanted ten leagues, so I mean the more the merrier. I'll I'll commission all of those, and it's it's a little bit of a headache for me, but you know it, it's all for fun and it's all for a good cause. So it, it's definitely worth doing it. Well, we're that's it's right up our alley, and and I mean one of the many reasons we brought you on, aside from talking fantasy football and headlines and all of that going around the league, uh, I, we want to promote your show. So I put the link in the live chats. Go subscribe to the Orange Arrow Fantasy Show, um, the 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 YouTube channel there. Go subscribe to that, and then of course we have our own uh, Orange and Black Insider Charity Fund that we're doing in the next few weeks here, where we're going to have some special guests, prizes, all that kind of stuff. And what you're doing with the Fantasy Football League just fits right into what we're trying to to do there to raise money for charity. Well, we'll talk more about that. We want to get some fantasy advice from you based on some of these headlines we're going to start sharing here. Let's get to it, uh, Derek. And I, I this is the one we got to start with here. And it is an article on Bengals.com and is with from Elizabeth Blackburn, the the up and coming rock star, if you will, the the new rock star of the Cincinnati Bengals. Not only did she unveil a new slogan for 2021 for the Cincinnati Bengals, Derek, but she oh, yeah. uh, really did a rally call for what she wants Paul Brown Stadium to be like, what she wants the in-game experience to be like but she says it is time it's time to rule the jungle and rule the rule jungle, the jungle is, baby absolutely that is, yeah that is the slogan of the team for 2021 and it this is a little different to and, and i want to get your take on this is a little different because the last few years even going back into the marvin lewis years it seems as if the head coaches were the ones that were the ones coming up with the slogans and all of that 
This is a little different where this is coming from Elizabeth and seemingly the front office in terms of what they want things to look like, sound like, and what the what they want the experience to be in 2021 for fans. And here it says, Rule the Jungle signifies the high standards and energy we expect to see on the field, in the stands, and in all areas of the organization. Rule the Jungle is a mentality that displays our confidence and strength. Rule the Jungle is a feeling of exuberance each fan will feel on game day, like a queen or a king sitting on a throne as we celebrate together in a stadium that is back to full capacity. To rule is powerful. Great empires are built by the bold, effective and revered leaders throughout history and vision schemes to reach new heights, built impressive infrastructure by mobilizing the masses under a common goal, one battles to assert their dominance build win rule this is the path forward so this is what elizabeth blackburn is kind of saying as a rally cry to Bengals fans derek and uh yeah, this, this whole thing was pretty impressive to me not only how it was worded but it's just like it's not just it was like yes it's on us it's on our players it's on our front office it's also on you guys to fill the seats yep. to enjoy yourselves and be heard Yep, I hear it. And I, I just want to say, Elizabeth, I know you're watching. If you need an archer, I'm available. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be there to protect you. Uh, what did you what did you think when you first saw when you first read this and saw kind of the, the information here from Elizabeth? Man, I you know what? It's it's very hard for when you're when you're reading something like like this kind of thing to, to get cold chills and, and to feel you know, with every word, what she's saying. And, and I definitely did it on, on this piece. She, she was definitely kind of making a statement and letting, letting the fans know, you know, we hear you and, and, and we're, we're definitely listening. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm ready. I'm, is it week one yet? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm ready to go right now. And they've got a picture here of, of seven players, and I think everybody would agree that this is arguably, I mean, you, you can make arguments, I guess, for a couple of others that aren't pictured here, but you've got Joe uh, Joe Mixon on the throne, Joe Burrow, Sam Hubbard flanking him on this throne, uh, DJ Reader, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jesse Bates. I mean, that's that's the core of the team here going forward, especially with the contracts that they have and or look to sign potentially in the next this summer maybe um, but these are the guys that they are relying upon and uh this this throne too it may if it looks familiar big photo sets when they unveiled the jerseys and then of course uh when a number of different high profile bangle fans went and checked out the jersey unveiling they were also seen uh around that so cool stuff derek i i thought that was really well done by the bangles and they continue to impress us with what they've been doing over the past year two years in terms of engaging the fans and what they're trying to to show us absolutely and and the media team has been absolutely incredible these past uh, and you and you would think you know with with the so-called uh dead period that there wouldn't be much going on but they have they've absolutely killed it yep usually there are <laughs> unfortunately some some form of like crickets uh, with <laughs> when they um, I don't know during this time, but they are uh, that's not the case. That is not the case. I'm gonna pull this one up here. Give me one sec. Uh, this is something I guess we you can call it a, a shameful self promo if you would like. I don't really care, but this was following up 
with the article by Elizabeth Blackburn. This was a tweet put out by Emily Parker uh, with a fan poll. And I'll put the link in the live chat for everybody as well. But I thought this was kind of cool. And not only was it cool because it shows uh, a lot of different things you know, they're tapping the fan base in terms of, Hey, what do you, what do you like? How, what, what's your go-to stuff in terms of reading, listening, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we were specifically mentioned on this poll, which uh, this show specifically since jungle, it's website uh, orange is the new black was specifically mentioned as well. So it's kind of cool that the Bengals not only have a pulse on what uh, fans are listening to, but kind of kind of need to see a little bit of an impact at what we're doing on Cincy Jungle. So pretty flattering. I will ask just a little call to action. If you do listen to the show, if you do listen to Orange is the New Black, if you do listen to Chalk Talk, if you read Cincy Jungle, go fill out this poll and uh, let them know that because guess what? That helps us with team credentials potentially and more access to interviews and all that kind of stuff. So Please do so if you, if you would not mind and, and uh, also talk about all the other great shows, great reporters. Uh, I, I think you would agree, Derek. We, as Bengals fans, have some of the best beat reporters and, and uh, uh, you know, all kinds of different stuff to that cover the team. Absolutely, man. And, and it, when, you, when you go into the poll and you start reading some of the questions, they're, they're asking the fans. They, they want to know. They want to know, you know, kind of what you're feeling, what, what your thoughts are, and and they go in depth on, in, on a lot of these questions, so I think they're doing a great job. Yep, they've got they've got it dialed in, and it, it may have to, they may be a little bit late to that game, but they've got it pretty dialed in with what they what 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 the fans are doing and what they're you know. And if they don't have the answers right now, they're doing these types of things to get the answers from the fans. Uh, this is a question we get a lot, Derek. And how do you feel? I want to get your take on how you feel the Bengals tight end group is shaping up. Um, and I'm going to share this article, but I'm going to ask you that question and I want you to answer it um, because the Bengals, as it is right now, they have Thad Moss, they have CJ Uzama, they have Drew Sample, um, some talent, obviously, some questions mm-hmm. as well as, as a fantasy guy and, you know, a Bengals fan, how do you feel about that group? And I'm going to, I'm going to show you why in just a second. Yeah, I know they were um, they were linked to or, or possibly looking at um, picking up a, a wide receiver, a converted wide wide receiver, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, Jordan Matthews. They was, they was talking about him, um, but I I personally I'm I'm okay with with what we have. You know, maybe if you want to pick one guy up and then and then have a free agent or have a training camp battle, just kind of see you know kick the tires, see what he has. To what he has to offer. I, from what, I, what I'm hearing, he's actually picking up the, the tight end situation pretty well. Um, I know he, I, I read he was at um, George Kittle and, and Travis Kel- Kels, we'll say Travis Kels. Yeah, I guess we they're, uh, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, they were at their, their uh, tight end university. Um, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of CJ, and I think he's going to have a, a big season this year. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of stat now, and I know it's hard to do with with two games, but he was – I think he was on pace last year, and I know, it, like I said, it's really hard to do – base it off just two games. But, you know, having the, the receivers that we have are going to open up a lot of things in the middle for him, I, I personally think. And I, I could see him being in fantasy like a tight end five, tight end six kind of year. And, and he's going in – 
I think he's going undrafted right now. I think he's ranked at like a 42nd tight end, which there's only 32 starting tight ends, so I don't understand how that's even possible. Maybe they're factoring in Drew Sample, and then, like you said, um, Thaddeus Moss getting a couple snaps in there as well. But I, I definitely think that he definitely has some huge sleeper potential this year. Yeah, and another guy who's really, I mean, if you really want to think grand scheme of things, he's kind of overachieved since he joined the Bengals. I mean, he was a day th- late day three pick, and he was a guy that didn't yeah. even have a tight end position coach at Auburn when he was there, had minimal kind of production. But the Bengals, Marvin Lewis and company at the time, saw a lot of potential in him, athleticism, and said, "This there's a lot of clay here we can mold into a productive guy. And there, there's been some flashes of really good film from C.J. Ozama. And f- unfortunately, it's been injuries. It's been ineffective quarterback play. It's been a couple of other things a little bit out of his control that have, have contributed to him not putting up maybe the numbers that that we would like to see. But this is a big year for him. I do think that he will have a solid stat line for the, for the reasons that you just mentioned. But I want to get to this. This is an article on Cincy Jungle. You teased it. My, you, my co-host, John Sheeran, wrote this up here. Jordan Matthews was a former wide receiver for the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he's got 22 career touchdown receptions. He was a uh, second-round pick by the Eagles back in 2014, but he's he's still under the age of 30. He has bulked up, I think it was about 22 pounds or 20-plus pounds, um, but James Rapine of allbangles.com and and uh, the, the entire crew over at All Bangles who do a great job covering the team, um, they report that the Bengals were present at Matthew's recent workout. I think it was in San Diego, um, if I'm not – yeah, San Diego by Hub Football. So he's out there, and he's now working out as a tight end because of the added weight. Uh, apparently he looked pretty good. And uh, he was one of five tight ends to participate in the camp. Uh, so at any rate, the Bengals seem to be interested. Maybe it's a, a route they take. At least they kind of keep the pulse on things. If there's an injury, God forbid, in, in training camp and preseason, if there appears to be a lack of depth behind Uzama and uh, Sample, and they just want to kind of kick the tires on a guy, maybe this is someone that they look at. But um, you can see here recorded uh, 275 catches, 3,288 yards and two touchdowns in uh, 22 touchdowns rather in 75 games in six NFL seasons. So, I mean, it's not a huge, huge numbers, but that's, I mean, there's some experience there. It's just not necessarily as a tight end. Right. And, and the one thing about Jordan Matthews switching to tight end and I, I don't, I don't understand why a lot of bigger style wide receivers don't do this. When you get later in your career like that, if you can, if you have the ability to bulk up a little bit and then switch your position to tight end, you can prolong your career even even further. And you know, go from, you know, he had a decent route running abilities, but decent route running abilities as a receiver can almost turn into great route running abilities as as a tight end. So, I think I definitely can see him getting picked up by somebody. Yeah, it's kind of that old cornerback turn to safety thing, as at you know at the end right. of end of your career type of thing. I I don't think it's for every single player, but I think you know there right. are certain molds of players that it works for, and I think that the hope is here is because he's still on the lighter side, even with bulking up, he would still be on the lighter side as a tight end. He would have those wide receiver skills, but if you line him up in the slot, 
you know, maybe in certain tight end type of situations, you have a passing game mismatch. And I think that that is what the Bengals would be hoping for if they were to kick the tires. I would have no problem if the Bengals brought him in. Only caveat being if they let go of somebody that I would not like to see be let go to make room for him. But I would have no problem to have him come in during training camp and, and, you know, try and make, uh, make something happen here for himself. And, you know, if it's, if it's another body and make a, make a flyer for him, you know, if it works out, then uh, that's, it's all good there. Let's keep rolling here. This is from our friends, Daddio and Hoji uh, in their podcast that they do. It's a great show. The, they relayed the information. This is kind of something that's been floating out there, I think, on social media. But T. Higgins has been training with Jalen Ramsey this offseason. I think it was on maybe T. Higgins' social media. But um, it, so T. Higgins, who has already been bulking up, um, uh, you know, looks uh, uh, vastly improved off of an already great rookie season. Um, he's now working out with the best of the best in terms of defensive backs this offseason with Jalen Ramsey. So what do you, what do you think think of this one, Derek? I, I think Higgins is in for a huge season personally. I'm I'm kind of all in on 85. I yeah, I am too. I it I know it, it's you see all the Bengals stuff behind me. It's hard to be not to be biased on it, but yeah, I definitely can see him having a huge season this year. You know, they, they always say if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And what better way to, to challenge himself than to, you know, line up one-on-one, press man against one of the best to do it in the game. Here Here is the picture. Uh, T. Higgins, I don't know if he looks – gassed at the moment or not <laughs> or or if he's uh or if he is just kind of you know um i don't know leaning over while the picture looks like he's zoned in yeah yeah maybe that's it let's let's say let's call it that zoned in uh but there he is <laughs> ramsey there uh and they getting a workout in so you know uh pretty cool stuff you, you like to see that he is working out with the best i i hope there's not any kind of um scuffle or anything like there was with AJ Green and, and him but uh yeah. that um yeah that's a uh, an interesting set of of circumstances there with T Higgins working out with uh Jalen Ramsey. Let's keep rolling here. This is another one from cincyjungle.com. I'm sorry, no this one's from All Bengals again James Rapine. Speaking of Bengals receivers, I said I'm all in on on T. Higgins, but here is a little something from Jamar Chase. Um, he plans to use a touchdown celebration that Chad Ochocinco never got to do. Um, <laughs> do, do, do you know what this one was? Uh, yeah, do you know I, I I remember hearing uh, Chad talk about it. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember seeing him talking. He was talking with somebody on it, and he said, you know, unfortunately he didn't get to use it that game. But Well, unfortunately this site at the moment is not uh, not working with me. It's the first time we've we've had this happen. So let's uh, – we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get that one back up and running here um, to, to share it with you. But uh, unfortunately that's not run. But Jamar Chase is going to do a tele, uh, touchdown celebration. We'll come back to that one um, and see – oh, here it is right here. Um Ah, it's the easy button from the Staples. That, yes, that's it. Yep, uh, I think Brian uh, in Iowa had it, had it right there. Yeah, let me share this again here for the folks. It's the easy button. That's what it was. I, I was uh, 
trying to scroll down here and here it is right here again james rapine of allbangles.com relaying the the funny story here we were playing the kansas city chiefs in kansas city i'm not sure if people watching at home i'm not sure if you remember the easy button commercial uh when you press it it says that was easy uh i think i think everyone yeah. in corporate america had one at their desk i put one under the north and south end zones and i was hoping to score that game uh so okay. that, that might have been more relevant back then but it, it'll still yeah. be funny today. Yeah, so it sounds like Chase is going to try whether it's that or something similar to it or whatever, or using props, something like that. He's gonna he's gonna try and uh, channel a little eighty five with some touchdown celebrations. This was a guy that I don't know how how hot you were on him when the Bengals drafted him this year, but this is from Bengals Wire. Chris rolling over at Bengals Wire. He does great work for USA Today, covering the team as well. Uh, but there is an advanced metric or advanced stat shows why the Bengals loved Jackson Carmen. Now, Derek, when with all the guys that were on the board and then the Bengals moved back, they collected that pick. Um, but, you know, in doing so, they miss out on a Leah Meikenberg. They miss out on a, on a slew of other offensive linemen. What was kind of your immediate reaction when the Bengals drafted Jackson Carmen in the second round and kind of moved back and, I guess strategically did that because this was the guy they wanted and felt that they could move back, get a pick, and still get him. Yeah, I, I heard some things that, that they were targeting him. And then when uh, when they were sitting there in the second round with the, the fifth pick – or was fifth or sixth, I think they swapped – ended up flip-flopping with, with the, the sixth pick in the second round, I think is what it ended up being. But um, when they were sitting there and I, I heard that they were interested in him, I was thinking, man, looking at all the – all the guys on the board, I was like, I don't really know um, if that would be the pick. But when they traded back, that I, I was like, that's that's awesome, you know, to to accrue more picks like that and and still be able to get your guy. I'm, I'm all for it. And now now that he, you know, he's a Cincinnati native, I, I love that. So I, I was all for it when they traded back. So here's the deal. It's from CBS Sports. Is Chris Trapasso this advanced stat? Um, he allowed a pressure on just three per 3.1% of his pass blocking snaps in 2019 and 2020. Derek, this is, this is a guy who played at Clemson. This is a guy who played in the playoff. I mean, right. he played some high profile games against some good players. I, I know ACC isn't necessarily the SEC, but Clemson played a lot of good teams. And here's, here's the quote here. Quote, Carmen likely slimmed down for the Clemson Pro Day because after being listed in the 340s, he was only 317 um, at that Pro Day. That's an encouraging weight for Carmen because the one clear-cut weakness to his game was an absence of quickness in his lower half. And he's moving inside to guard, we all know that, in Cincinnati, a spot where his prodigious power will be highlighted. Carmen is a quality pass protector who will quietly be instrumental in a big year two jump for Joe Burrow. Again, that's CBS Sports' Chris Trapasso talking about Carmen allowing a pressure on just 3.1% of his – now, that's not sack. That's pressure. So that that's pretty impressive over a two-year span in my in my uh, feeble little opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, he was – like you said, he was going up against the best of the best. I mean, every year he played, he was in the playoffs. So – you know, he was going up against Ohio State um, two years ago and then Ohio State this year, which it, it hurt me to see a couple years ago when, when they beat us. But I'm I'm a big Ohio State fan, if you can't tell. I, but, I, I, but, yeah, he, I mean, 
last or not last year, but the year before, you know, he was going up against like Chase Young and and guys like that. So, yeah, yeah. Let's keep going here. Uh, the this is kind of a an interesting one uh, about the Bengals and the Washington football team, the preseason game, just a quick little note, courtesy of Jason Markham, the NFL network will have a live broadcast of Bengals versus Washington football team preseason game. We don't know, I guess the storyline here is we don't know exactly what, what Joe Burrow is going to do or not do in the preseason and training camp, all of that. He keeps saying he's going to be ready week one. A lot of signs are pointing to that, but uh, there's going to be a live broadcast of the game. Usually that's not always the case because preseason games are a little harder to find, um, especially when you're not the Dallas Cowboys and all that kind of stuff. But the Bengals are, I guess, uh, they're going to have another airing of this game, Derek. Yeah, and um, this is, I mean – I don't have any sources at all, but if I was to be a betting man, which I, I am, I would venture to say that this will probably be a game, the the game where Joe Burrow is out there in the first series and he plays the first series just so everyone can see, hey, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely I, see that happening. You, you may be very correct on that. We're going to get to a few more Bengals headlines. We're going to talk a little bit of fantasy football and then transition into some AFC North and NFL headlines. I'm Anthony Cazenza of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and CincyJungle.com. I'm joined by the Orange Arrow, Derek Davis, and uh, one of the, the favorite, fan favorite Twitter follows out there. And happy to be talking to him about his new fantasy football YouTube channel. Go check that out. And, of course, the Fantasy Football League he has started that is benefiting the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund that you can be a part of if you are so inclined. I want to talk about this. One of the Cincinnati Bengals' best players ever, one of our show's favorite guys because he's been on our show and he's an awesome guest and an awesome man, Ken Anderson. uh, I think it was late last week, Derek, opened up a Just Brew coffee shop in the, uh, I think it's the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, Ken Anderson's new coffee shop provides work opportunities for special needs adults. And it is part of the Ken Anderson Alliance. Um, So yeah, it was last Thursday. That's when I was under the knife. So uh, I was in and out of being news aware, (laughs) Uh, but it is just (laughs) north of of Cincinnati in the town of Silverton, but uh, it employs over a dozen adults with special needs and is directly affiliated with Anderson's nonprofit organization. So this is really cool, man. I think this is really cool. And it just shows the character of, of Ken Anderson, what he's trying to do. And uh, you know, we're here talking and pounding the table about, he's got to be in the ring of honor. He's got to be in the hall of fame. He's got to do this. And here he is doing this. Um, Derek, I just right. think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, I think was was he on your show last year and, and he had mentioned they were they were looking into doing this right before COVID had hit and they kind of pushed it back and everything. Yeah, good memory. Yeah, he, he he's been on he was on our show last summer, basically about uh a year ago, and then he was on again early this year. Um, and then, you know, just to let everybody know, his charity is one that we are trying to highlight in our 
uh, Charity Fest, and we've been in touch with Ken again, and he is willing to make an appearance again on our show. We just got to coordinate that. So we are very excited to be talking to him again, and then obviously it works well with what he uh, just opened up here, the Just Brew Coffee Shop. So um, good memory, man. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, hey, I got I got to use it for something, you know. I don't I don't <laughs> use it for for important stuff. Just just useless knowledge, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I think, and and he's got his, he's got himself a new beer now too. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Was it uh, the lots? What was what's the lots? Yeah, beer sixteen company? lots. Yep, sixteen lots. Yeah, I got a ten number. Yeah, did have you tried it or is it is it been uh, mass produced? I don't know. I saw him sipping on it. Ken no, Anderson. Uh, yeah, they they had a taste testing and and of course the queen herself Elizabeth was out there, but yeah, um, yeah they they had a, a taste testing and I think they said um, they're planning on. Um, Starting it out uh, week one of, of the, the regular season, I think, is when they'll, they'll start mass producing it. Nice, nice. I know. Uh, I don't know. I, he always likes to do the, or he was trying to do the Keystones with Kenny. So I don't know if he's going to move away from the old, the old Keystone beers for right. him, for the sake of his own beer, or I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, and, and uh, sixteen lots. They were they were on uh, Iceman's uh, Strawberry Ice's podcast. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and and, and he's. Uh, Dell Hall was on there, and and he said, I think he said, you know, if you can get it to taste like Keystone, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he told him. Yeah, he said they they asked him, you know, what beer he likes, and he said Keystone. He said if you can get it like Keystone, that'd be perfect. That's absolutely hilarious. Um, let's let's keep rolling. Uh, nothing like telling a microbrew make 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 a Keystone. I like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. Uh, so this is, he's a little late to the party, but ESPN's Dan Orlovsky has high expectations for Tyler Boyd. And he, uh, we'll, we'll show the tweet here. It's basically something I think he's going to be, yeah, well-known as one of the league's elite slot receivers. Um, you think he has a chance to be every bit as uh, as good as Godwin, who's fantastic. Got news for you, Mr. Mm -hmm. Orlovsky. Uh, Tyler Boyd's been a pretty good slot receiver for the past few years. Um, unfortunately, he just got overlooked. You mentioned a guy who just won a Super Bowl in Chris Godwin, but uh, at least better late than ever, right, Derek? Um, right. And, and I'd like to, I'd like to get this is a we can kind of transition some of these into a little bit of fantasy talk too. Where where do you have Tyler Boyd in the mix of things with wide receivers? Because you know you've got Jamar Chase now. We mentioned it looks like T Higgins is on a mission to dominate this year. And then of course, oh yeah, Tyler Boyd, who's basically always around six, seven touchdown receptions in a thousand yards, at least for the past two, three seasons, that's kind of been the case. So um, where do you have him in the mix of things, especially with the addition of Chase? Yeah, right now. And I, I don't do, um, I don't do rankings and projections myself. I kind of just, just kind of look at, at, you know, where consensus has them and, ADP and everything, but right now consensus ranks for uh, Tyler Boyd is, Boyd is wide receiver forty, which is just absolutely insane to me. And but you know when when I look at things, I like to you know wide receiver forty. That's good for you in in your fantasy drafts. That just means you can pick him up later, maybe pick him up an extra round that that you weren't expecting to. You know if you're wanting to pick him in the Sixth, seventh, eighth round. Now you can pick him up in the ninth or tenth. And with with all the Bengals receivers, I've I've kind of been looking at going 
just taking the latest one because I think they'll all relatively have close to the same amount of yards. Um, and, you know, I think it was PFF had, had Tyler Boyd with the, the most receiving yards of any football player in the last three or four years in the slot, mm-hmm. which yep. is just crazy yep. to me. And, yep. I mean, he's just got these elite skills. And him, just like I said with CJ, you know, that's that leaves a lot of targets for them in the middle with when you got guys like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase absolutely stretching the field out. So, so I'm, I definitely look for you know Tyler Boyd to get you know nine nine fifty a thousand yards somewhere around there. So I'm going to put you on the spot here as well because we're going to transition and talk a little bit Joe Burrow in terms of fantasy football, and this is from Sportsbook Wire, part of the USA Today Network. Um, and they, they are saying where to target Cincinnati Bengals' Joe Burrow. Over the weekend, one of my one of my good friends sent me uh, – he, he, he knows I am very passionate about the Bengals, but he also loves to give me a little jab here and there when the Bengals aren't very good. But he did send me a uh, – he had a big fantasy football draft with, with this group of guys that get, get together in person and do it. And he drafted not only Joe Burrow but Tyler Boyd. Uh, and he sent me a video of him sticking the, the Joe Burrow thing on there, basically saying, Anthony, be proud of me because I drafted Bengals guys for you. But uh, where where are you having <laughs> Joe Burrow? Uh, where are you having Joe Burrow drafted at least right yeah. now? I, I think I think this will change pretty drastically based on what we see in training camp and preseason and all that kind of stuff. But um, as of now, it shows here Joe Joe Burrow's average draft position is basically just below fifty. Um, where right. where do you have that without looking too much through the Bengals' glasses? There, where do you have that in terms of uh, I don't know realism and or uh, value? Yeah, he's right now. He's going as like the the QB thirteen um, overall, which there's. In my eyes, there's there's several quarterbacks that that are going above him that I'm just not not so sold on. Um, one of those is um, the uh, oh Jalen Jalen Hurts is one oh, guy that yeah. you know he's going as, right now as the the quarterback eleven, and I I heard some rumblings where Philly was was mentioned to be one of the the teams in consideration for Aaron Rodgers, so. If that's the case, I don't understand why why QB eleven is the appropriate pick for him. And then you know, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, guys like that are are right there too. Um, but yeah, he's going he's going in like the the seventh eighth round, I think. Burrow is um, obviously in in yeah <laughs> about the first the start of the eighth round. And it, it obviously, if you're in our league, you're probably gonna have to pick him way earlier than that. But <laughs> with with a bunch of Bengals fans, you know, he might he might go one hundred and one. You never know. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I I definitely I would see, um, you know, guys like Tom Brady, Dak Prescott uh, are going ahead of him. I can understand that. Dak's just coming off the injury too, so you know we'll have to see what happens with him. Justin Herbert's going ahead of him. I was a big I, – I liked Herbert last year. He he done well for me in a lot of leagues. But I definitely think I see some regression and hit some of his stats. 
So I I could see Burrow surpassing him as well. So I could see Burrow ultimately finishing, you know, in the QB seven, eight, nine range for the year, and which is which is perfect because you know they talk every year. Who are, who's the quarterback that you're going to get in like the eighth through the thirteenth round that's going to ultimately return value for you and end up being in you know the way out out doing his his average draft position. You know the one year the first year it was Patrick Mahomes, then it was Lamar Jackson, then it was Josh Allen, and I definitely think Burrow could be the one this year that that does that same thing. You could be right about that. And here's the other thing that I think a lot of people now, I know the injury puts a little bit of a, you know, question mark on not only just in general, what things will look like uh, for him in 2021, but this specific uh, area that I'm, that I'm going to mention, you know, usually what you like to see out of a quarterback as well in terms of fantasy football is the ability to run the ball. Now we don't know exactly how much the Bengals will allow Joe Burrow to do that. We don't know exactly how comfortable he will be doing that, especially early on, but in 10 games, he had three rushing touchdowns as well. So um, right. he, he can get in the end zone with his legs and that's always something that is a value point as well. So when you look at, oh, you know, 13 touchdown passes, well, he had an, an additional three touchdowns um, on the ground. And then, you know, the multitude of drops mm-hmm. and other stuff from that, that were plaguing the team at times, you know, you can look at all that stuff. Yeah. But and, and AJ Green last year was actually, um, he was, he was the, I think the worst receiver as far as, um, catch percentage on catchable targets last year at like 49% or something like that, just, just below 50%. So you get a guy like Jamar Chase in there and we don't know with AJ, whether it was health or what was going on with him, whether he just couldn't, you know, make the connection with, with uh, Joe Burrow. But, you know, you get a guy like Jamar Chase in there who's, who's got that, that, you know, connection with Burrow and he's got that, the, the previous years where they just went lit the league on on fire, lit lit the college ranks on fire. You give him those 120 targets that AJ Green had, and I just think the sky's the limit for these guys. Yep, good good analysis there. And before we just kind of wrap up the a couple of little quick things with the Bengals, we'll transition to the AFC North. Um, Quickly, Derek, if you wouldn't mind, um, tell us again about your, and I'll share it within the chat and everything, your fantasy football show, the YouTube channel, and then, of course, the fantasy football league that you are spearheading. Um, and uh, we, um, and, and how people can get involved. I don't know if you're, if you're specifically have a call to action for people to get involved in the fantasy league, but, um, you know, if you've got that on hand, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, um, I've got it. Let me try to get it pulled up. So it, I do it on on the sleeper app. Um, sorry, my my kids are are. We've been there, dude. Here, and I'm just trying to I'm trying to wrangle <laughs> them. And, you were crushing me. I, I was like, oh no, what I what I. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're good. And I just lost everything. I was getting ready to pull it all up, but. That's all right. Um, well, here's 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 the YouTube channel, the Orange Arrow Fantasy yep. Show. Again, he's had. 
Zim Hude, our buddy from the, the Cincy Jungle podcast channel, and he's got Jay Morrison coming up already, just a handful of episodes in, and we will um, be, be likely tapping Derek for his fantasy football knowledge for our listeners. So if you are so inclined, go, go subscribe. If you're a fantasy football player, go subscribe. And Derek, when you get that information, um, you know, for, for folks to be able to join the fantasy league, send it out to folks and um, you know, we'll, we'll get that going because those, your money that goes to that league is actually going to be proceeds going to the Joe Burrow hunger relief fund. So um, definitely. what what I started off doing was I, I started a GoFundMe, um, and it's pinned on on the top of my on the top of my Twitter page. Um, and I I I think that that people might have might have been reluctant to do that kind of thing. So I was just like, you know what? Last year we just had everybody um, go to the go to the league or go to the the thing, uh, Burroughs Hunger Relief Fund, donate there. And then just post a screenshot, send me, let me know that you donated, and that's how you entered in the league. Um, I haven't, I haven't created the league yet. What I want to do is get everybody together and then kind of separate, divide and conquer, separate them all out, and then and then go that route. So once I get every, everything separated, I'll I'll send everybody the league invites, and then that's how I'll go about that. And then, of course, you know you've got a, a pretty good Twitter following there, so I'm sure you'll you'll throw it out on your Twitter account there too. So, yep, um, cool. absolutely. Let I, I we're talking all this fantasy football, Derek, and I, I mean, I can't talk about fantasy football. I can't talk about sports betting and gambling or anything without mentioning Symbol. Right? We were talking a little bit about Symbol before we took the air. You said you have actually invested in. The Cincinnati Bengals, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. It is the stock market for sports. Really cool aspect if you are a fantasy football player, if you are a sports better, if you play the actual stock market, you got to have Symbol in your your repertoire here. And if you go on to symbol.app backslash OBI, you can get a $10 deposit bonus by doing that where you can use that money that they put in your pocket to invest in the Cincinnati Bengals. You can invest in the Cincinnati Reds. If you're a Reds fan, I, I know that's a little bit of a sensitive subject right now based on some of, some of the things and how they've been playing of late. But if you want to do that, hey, maybe it's a good time to, to buy low. Maybe you want to unload some of that stock. College football's around the corner. So if you've got a specific college team you want to invest in, you can do that. It's not just for the Cincinnati Bengals, but for the sake of this program, of course it is. This the, the Bengals stock has risen since we've partnered up with Symbol, and that but that doesn't mean that you can't still make quite a bit of money if the Bengals end up surprising folks, winning a lot of games this year, and appear to be heading in a good direction for years to come. This is a good way that you can make money on teams that you are passionate about. Again, S I M B U L L, the stock market for sports. Go to the link that I put in the live chats where you can get a ten dollar deposit bonus by signing up for their services and Derek you uh you said you you invested in the Bengals through that correct absolutely I I did I I when you, you guys first started talking about it when you had your interview yes absolutely when when you guys were first talking about it, when you were on there with um I'll, I can't think of his name now um the the guy created symbol. Yeah, yeah. I, I went in that moment and and I bought him at twenty. Actually, it was fifteen dollars a share, 
So I've, I've got a little bit of return on my investment there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, good for you. Good for you. See? Success story right there. I love it. I love it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So go go to symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-B backslash O-B-I. Let's do a couple more bangle things. We got to get going through some of these. We're going a little long, but it's, it's awesome talking to our buddy, the Orange Arrow uh let's let's go here let's do this one this is just a quick and by the way i don't know how they got this twitter handle at bangle updates um that's a pretty solid twitter handle. oh wow right? yeah at bangle update only four followers go give them a follow but basically adam they relayed the fact that adam rank of nfl.com said that the Bengals will be one of the most enjoyable teams to watch in 2021, Derek. So a little bit of uh, sunshine I'm trying to bestow on everybody. And I, I, my, my thing with, I've been telling people when they inevitably ask me how the Bengals are going to be this year, we just kind of either my, my friends or whatever. I always just kind of say, you know, I, I, I think they'll be very competitive. I think they will be that, you know, they could maybe sniff the playoffs or at least be in that conversation late in the year, but at a minimum, and this may or may not, this may be a backhanded compliment, but if they're going to lose, they're going to lose fun. They're going to, they're actually going to, oh, yeah. there's not going to be 27 to threes. There's not going to be like 30 to sevens or any of that kind of stuff. If they're going to lose, they're going to probably put, be putting up four plus touchdowns. I would think um, in, in route to a, a, a season that would at least be pretty enjoyable to watch. And I think that's what Adam maybe was saying along those same wavelengths. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think you're a little, you're, you're pretty optimistic. You've got like double, double digit wins for them, right? Yeah, I've, I'm thinking 11 plus wins. Honestly, I I was at 10. I was at 10, and then my whole my whole thinking is um, with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. I know they just talked about it today. Um, you know, if that if it's not Aaron Rodgers against Green Bay, I think we can win that game. But there's I I think there was a lot of games last year that they definitely could have and should have won. So. That that's my my thinking on that. I've got eleven plus wins. Good for you. And those those eleven plus uh, those uh one possession games, right? Those old yeah. one possession. Games yeah, they were what they were one in twenty in one <laughs> possession games. That's Oof. crazy. Oof. Uh, let's let's. I guess you could say one in nineteen and one or whatever. Yeah, there you go. Um, and real quickly, we talked Bengals tight ends, and we didn't even mention this guy, a guy that they that a lot of people think they could develop into a guy that can come in into the, the Bengals tight end group. Um, Pro Wells out of TCU. Uh, it is his birthday um, today. So happy birthday, Pro Wells, on, on July 20th there of the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, there you go. And he's got he's already got the name. It's like, come on, just, <laughs> just get on the roster, man. Let's transition Absolutely. to – Let's transition, and this uh, this one this one bugs me a little bit, man. Um, we're going to transition to AFC North. The Steelers somehow, some way, with all of their money issues, with all of their problems, they're able to sign Melvin Ingram and get that old three four edge rush guy. And Melvin Ingram has given the Bengals headaches over the years, particularly if you go back to that playoff game that the Bengals lost 
to the the old San Diego Chargers. Melvin Ingram had a big game that that day, but uh, oh mm-hmm. boy, he's he's now a Steeler, Derek. Yeah, and you know the rich get richer, they say, and <laughs> yeah. that's that's. If if they're going to win games, I guess they're going to win them nine to six. I mean, <laughs> yeah, on the other on the other side of things, right? Um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's the the other moves that they sign Melvin Ingram, who is still listed as a linebacker. So the Bengals will need to figure out something uh, something there to to be able to negate that pass rush that he will bring. They signed Chaz Green to, to a one-year contract, an offensive lineman. They released Jaron Jones and linebacker Calvin Bundage. So those are the moves that the Steelers made as of today, uh, July 20th, if yep. you're not listening on July 20th. But um, those are the moves that they made there. So the Pittsburgh Steelers – making a couple of small moves, but one big one in Melvin Ingram, kind of a little bit of a surprise that he was hanging out there that long, at least to me. Yeah. And, and from what I'm hearing, um, I think he's going to be in more of a rotational role. You know, they've got that guy that they're, they're really a big fan of that they drafted last year. Um, and his name is escaping me, but, um, well, they, they, they like uh, him a lot. Are you talking about Highsmith? Yes, Highsmith. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, you had him on the show. We had him on the show last year. It was kind of fun. But Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Go back and check out that interview before the draft. We had him on. And I said I said to myself, I'm like, watch, great kid, pass rusher, yep. maybe, maybe a, a tweener linebacker, defensive end guy, a hybrid type of player. I'm like, watch, he's going to go to the Ravens or the Steelers. We interviewed him on the show. <laughs> he's going to go there. Right. Where'd he go? He went to the Steelers. But uh, great kid. Anyway, go ahead. But yeah, they they seem they seem to be really impressed with him. From um, I listened to the uh, Peacock and Williamson just today. They were talking about it, and um, they I, from what I heard, they they wanted to have him, have him as kind of a redshirt guy last year. And then when when Dupree was a Dupree that got hurt, um, mm-hmm. they he kind of got forced into playing. And I guess he done you know he done really well for him. So they kind of want to. They want to keep Ingram as, as that rotational player. And then, you know, um, TJ likes to kind of check himself out, get a breather every now and then, and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So so the, I'm sure they'll, they'll rotate them guys in and out a lot and keep them fresh. Well, so. they, they don't uh, – they, they know how to generate pressure with whoever they've got. They know that the Steelers just yep. – no matter what, they seem to do that. So the Bengals better be ready on the offensive line. We talked a little Jackson Carmen earlier, and so you know he's going to be a key guy along with Riley Reef as well on that right side. Those additions there. This is just—I'm not going to go through this a, a bunch here. By the way, are you doing okay on time, Derek? We're going a little long here, but yeah, no, a lot of, I'm, I'm great. Okay, good, good. Um, this is there's at least from the Baltimore Ravens perspective. This is from Ryan Mink, who is a Baltimore Ravens staff writer uh, for Ravens BaltimoreRavens.com, looking around the division and did. It's an interesting article talking long term outlook for the division. Um, and so you know that he says Pittsburgh Steelers are in win now mode. Uh, the Browns are a good young roster that that created a contender. The Bengals are building around their quarterback. So I will put this link in the live chat as well, but uh, go check that out from BaltimoreRavens.com. Pretty cool, pretty cool breakdown. It may be a little bit like, well, of course, like, because we're all sitting here on the inside, um, you know, focused on the Cincinnati Bengals, but at least not only you get from the other side of the fences, 
viewpoint of the Bengals, but also the rest of the teams in the in the AFC North, um, at least a little snapshot preview as to where things appear to be headed. So, um, you know, uh, some some good insight there from BaltimoreRavens.com. This was a guy, I don't know if you remember this guy, some Bengals fans wanted him, Curtis Weaver. Do you remember this? Do you remember this name, Derek, in the, from the draft? Uh, I don't, no, I don't think so. Well, he, he's another uh, edge rush guy, and this is from Dogs by Nature, our counterpart site on the SB Nation network. But he um, lost his rookie season last year to injury and is now um, looking to come back and find a place on this defensive line. But, um, you know, you've, you've now got a guy who's coming in and trying to prove himself. He seemed to be a talented guy. The, the Browns had a lot of injuries to very young talented defensive players last year, man. I mean, they had Grant Delpit go down. They had Weaver go down. I mean, there are a lot of guys that lost time and then they still won what 12 games went far into the playoffs. So, um, you know, they, they are getting these guys back. They are poised to make another good run. It would seem. Um, And this is a guy who should help them. Let's cruise along here. This is I guess I could have put this one a little earlier, but let's let's keep cruising along here. Geno Atkins is apparently cleared to by by his doctor, Dr. Cooper, and this is by Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet. He is cleared by Dr. Cooper for all football activity in mid-June. So he was cleared by, for all football activity, but he's now going to start taking visits and uh, looking around at teams. So that Geno Atkins is now um, looking to find his next landing spot. This was as of yesterday, July 19th. He is looking to find his next landing spot. We don't know if that's going to be with the Cincinnati Bengals. It would seem probably not. There was a report earlier in the, the offseason that said a reunion could be possible between Atkins and the Bengals. Maybe since the Bengals did not get Sheldon Rankins, et cetera, maybe that's why there are, um, you know, the, there may be a door open there. We'll see. But Larry Ogunjobi now in there and others. So we will have to see what uh, what is going on there. But I think we've got Derek back now. But uh, yep, yeah, Geno Atkins. Cleared. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, Geno Atkins cleared to, uh, you know, by his doctor and is now taking visits and doing things. So I, I was just kind of saying, Derek, maybe – Maybe a reunion with the Bengals. I doubt it, but uh, it'll be interesting to see yeah. where he ends up. And just a completely different offseason in the fact that you've got A.J. Green elsewhere now, probably Geno Atkins. It's just kind of like, oh, wow, guys who've been with the team for a decade are gone, it would seem. Right, and and going on with that, um, do you think that they will wait until he gets signed somewhere? Before they they you know send something to him or do a farewell or or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I I noticed. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but interesting. Yeah, I didn't I didn't. Uh, that's a good observation. I didn't I didn't really notice that, but that is a good observation. I, probably. Um. So, uh, you know, I think they didn't they do it pretty early on with AJ. It was like, yeah, this is we're we're, we're going separate yeah. ways. Yeah, um, and that that kind of tells me that you know maybe they're leaving 
a, a chance. You know, maybe they said to him, um, hey, go out there, see what you can get, and then come back to us. And if, if you're not getting what you want, we'll, we'll see if we can work something out. I mean, and I'm just speculating. I don't know any details on that, or but that's just kind of what, in my eyes, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's uh, your. That's a good observation. And one thing I don't have a specific article to put up here, but uh, the one thing maybe complicating or adding to some mystery to this is Kawan Short, another defensive lineman who was a really productive player for the Carolina Panthers, also had some injuries. He is now looking to be on the mend, healed up, and is looking for his next shot as well. So. Um, Geno Atkins has had a much more storied career than Quan Short. Quan Short, nothing to sneeze at, multiple time Pro Bowl player and whatnot. But, you know, all of a sudden you've got two guys kind of similar career paths, similar situations with their injuries. Um, you know, where do, yeah. where do teams want to go with that? And who's healthier at this point in their career? I believe, I believe Geno Atkins is, is older than Quan Short. So, um, you know, th- there's a lot of different things. I, I mentioned again, there was an article a while ago that said that. Um, there a reunion could be possible between the Bengals and, and Atkins, but it may be unlikely at this point. We'll see. This is just a quick one. I, I didn't really read the, to be quite honest with you, I didn't read the the meat of this article. It is on cincyjungle.com, but this is the alter, an alternate viewing of Monday, Monday Night Football featuring the Manning brothers. Um, so you can get an alternate version here. And, oh, the... NFL world just cannot get enough of them Manning boys, right? Uh, so this is, basi- this is basically a partnership. The Monday Night Football Megacast uh, will air on ESPN2 for 10 games in each of the next three seasons and will include current and N- former NFL players and celebrities joining the Manning brothers on the po- uh, broadcast. A host for the broadcast has not been named. So this this partnership with this is a quote here. This partnership with ESPN and the Walt Disney Company reflects an ongoing shared commitment to offering fans fun, innovative content. ESPN Plus has been a terrific partner for Omaha Productions, <laughs> Manning's production company, as we built out uh, the Places franchise, and we're excited to co-create a new megacast format that will have something for everyone. End quote. So that's. I, I, again, I didn't. I, I guess I'm a little surprised reading that because I didn't really catch the meat of that article when I saw it. I more found it to be interesting and wanted to relay that. But uh, it would seem that there is an alternative for fans to be able to, if you really like the Manning brothers, which I do. I mean, they're entertaining. It'd probably be kind of cool hearing two two brothers. You know, kind of absolutely go back and forth a little bit, especially those yeah. two brothers both won Super Bowls and had essentially Hall of Fame careers, depending on how you feel about Eli Manning, but uh, it kind of would be interesting and then see who they bring in. I don't know if it's going to be more of a lighthearted comedy thing. I, I, I might watch it. I don't know about you. Hey, I watched the Nickelodeon stream last year, so I'll definitely tune into this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. And this is, this is where you can really let us in on some insight here. You and I shared some, some direct messages about this earlier today, some big NFL news, the Rams running back cam Akers suffers a torn Achilles in some workouts. He is going to miss the 2021 season. This is from Nick shook of NFL.com relaying this, but it's on many, many other 
platforms and you know you can find that here's the link i'll put that in the live chat for from nfl.com but uh this has huge ramifications especially for those who may have already done their fantasy football drafts at this point um i i would not personally like to draft this early but that's just me but uh at any rate derek options for folks either if they've already drafted cam Akers. i just randomly thought of adrian peterson you had some more uh in, intelligent names, I think, than, than maybe I did there, <laughs> given the age of age. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. And, you know, right off the cuff, I'm like, you know what? Todd Gurley, bring him back in um, and and get the ball rolling again. And I was thinking, you know, guys like that, maybe maybe even James Robinson, if, they, if they're looking to trade for somebody. But from what, I'm, what I was hearing, um, they seem to be they seem to be okay with with rolling with Daryl Henderson for now. So, and we'll see we'll see kind of what happens. And there's actually a pretty good article. Um, I don't know if you if you're aware of uh, Fantasy Pros. Um, they've got a pretty good article on it. FantasyPros.com. One of the first articles they have is is talking about the uh, the injuries there. I don't know if you can find that and, and pull it up, but they're talking about you know his impact and everything. It, it opens the door for for Daryl Henderson. So he last year, I, I think I sent you a, a, a screenshot. They had relatively the same numbers in in a certain amount of games. Um, you know, he was doing a lot of the same thing. You know, four point three a carry, I think, is what he ended up being. So they're they're okay with rolling with him. So maybe maybe they'll just stick with him, but. And like you said, they're on here. They're even talking about guys like, like you said, Adrian Peterson, maybe a Le'Veon Bell, um, Todd Gurley, guys like that. So, I mean, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I'm pulling up the information. Let me let me pull this up here. You're pulling up the information you sent me via a tweet, and it is from. Uh, let's see here. I think it's right here. Yeah, Michael F. Florio. I don't know if that's related to Michael. If he's related to Michael Florio of, no, yeah, no relation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no relation. Okay, don't hold um, me against him. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Um, Cam Cam Akers, you see here the 145 carries, 625 yards, two touchdowns. You can see all of that, and then Darrell Henderson, pretty. I mean, a yard difference on a few less carries more touchdowns, uh, more runs of 10 plus yards. Um, and then, you know, uh, you, you see that you see the numbers there. So yeah, I mean, they may go Hend- uh, Henderson and just try and work on that, on that offensive line and to make things work. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, maybe they'll end up, you know, pulling a guy like Adrian Peterson or somebody like that and to kind of give him that, that breather you know, that breather role, that, that change of pace back. So I could see them doing that. And, and I thought there was a couple weeks, like I think like weeks eight through 12 or something like that last year, where he, he had a, some really good, really good run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's keep cruising and, and, uh, get on out of here in just, just a minute. Uh, we're going a little long, but it's been, it's been fun talking to our buddy, the orange arrow, Derek, 
Jet, this is just a small, a short one, kind of a scary situation. Jets assistant coach Greg Knapp is in critical condition after a bike accident. Um, so prayers up to him. That is not a good situation. I don't really have a ton of details. It is on NFL.com. Kevin Patra is the writer who relayed that, but, uh, yikes, that is not a good situation. Hopefully he heals up and, uh, you know, does gets back to coaching, but more importantly, heals up and gets healthy. That's, that's not a good situation. The CBS sports, this time of year, it's kind of one of my favorite sites because they they like to do these little wild, I don't know, uh, predictions or lists or all kinds of different things. This isn't so wild necessarily, but this is kind of trying to find some different things to to chat about a little bit here. And you can see here, this is basically, it talks about NFL training camps 2021, but essentially this article, and I'll put the, the link in the chats here, essentially this article is, which AFC rookies could uh, draft it after day one? Um, so non-first rounders in the AFC, who could earn key roles? Now, before I go down there to the Bengals, because there is a Bengal player listed here, who do you think that they tabbed on that in this list? Honestly, I mean, they should be Evan McPherson because he's going to have a, a <laughs> key role. But – but, you know, if I was having to go with some of the guys, I would say they're not they're not going to say uh, Jackson Carmen because, you know, that would be just too easy for him. So I, I would say probably uh, Joseph Asai, maybe. So I was going to say Joseph Asai. When I, when I saw this article, that's who I thought. But you gave CBS Sports too much credit because – they they gave they gave it to Jackson Carmen, um, and again one percent per uh, of pass blocking snaps. And this is a little bit of what we talked about earlier on the Bengals wire. But they have Jackson Carmen as the guy who is going to carve out a big role. I, I was actually going to go Joseph Asai on that one too. So um, at any rate, uh, that is who they have on their. Surprise non-day one AFC rookie for the Bengals to have a big role. Let's let's go a couple more here. This is from I mean, the it Raiders. Should be, it should be a- Evan McPherson, you know, more captain. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Uh just real quickly, um, this was something that surprised a lot of folks in the NFL sphere. This is from Pro Football Talk. Um it is the Raiders president unexpected, un- unexpectedly resigns from the organization. That's Mark Bedane. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But here's kind of the quote here. Basically, he he randomly resigned. And uh, Mark Davis, the team owner, uh, kind of announced it in kind of a, a terse public statement that he, he's gone. Um, essentially the quote here says the successful, and this is Bedane addressed the move in a text message to, um, to Paul Gutierrez of ESPN.com quote, the successful construction and operation of Allegiant stadium, which by the way, looks awesome. I was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago and uh, had a view of that stadium looks awesome has been unequivocally the most challenging part of my 30 years within the organization. Seeing it through to the end has been rewarding beyond measure together. The Raiders and Las Vegas accomplished what seemed impossible. I'm forever grateful to Mark Davis for his unwavering support and friendship. I wish him and the Raider family all the best. I will be. I will always feel a part of the team because everyone knows 
once a Raider, always a Raider. But I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know how big of an impact this will have on on-field play, but I guess it means a little something that the team president steps down right before the season and the Bengals play the Raiders later this season. So I thought it, at least there was a little bit of relevance there. And you're you're going to that game, am I, am I right? I'm – yes, I'm going to do what I can to get to that game. So <laughs> – uh, I don't know if there are other Bengals fans that I, that I, I say yes. And every time I look at the ticket prices, I go, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was looking at them this weekend. Cause I'm like, you know, of course being down about this, you know, injury and stuff. I'm like, I got, I, you know, I got a plan for awesome things going forward. And uh, right. I, I'm like, thinking about that game and I'm going, Oh man, I'm looking at the prices I'm going up, but I'm going to get there. I am planning to get there one way or the other. I'm also planning to get to a Cincinnati game in Cincinnati, if not more than one this year, but hopefully we can all meet up and, and hang out. But uh, yeah, anyway, I'll kind of interesting. I'll right? <laughs> okay. I'll buy you one back too. Um, <laughs> the, look, it's just a weird story. I mean, your, your team president just up, up in, says, I, I can't do this right before the season. You would think maybe after, if, yeah. if he was really spent from this thing, maybe right before the season. But the Raiders, that team is on the verge of either doing something great because they're you know a few years into the John Gruden experiment 2.0 or a complete implosion. And I think, just personally speaking, I think it might be closer to the latter than the former. Yeah, and and that's the, the crazy thing with, with Raiders too is, John Gruden, the, the football coach, is I think he does an awesome job. But you also have the, the aspect of, of John Gruden, the, the recruiter, or not recruiter. But- At any rate, that was, conveniently, the, <laughs> the last article that we had to share for you. Again, go to the Orange Arrow Fantasy Show's the YouTube channel. Here is the the channel. Go subscribe to that. Um, where can people find you on Twitter and potentially a little bit down the road, get involved in that fantasy football league that you are spearheading to help out the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Um, and before you do that too, tell us why the 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 superhero the 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 thing you're doing there. What? Yeah. What? How did that come about? A little. A little sneak peek on that. Um, yeah. I'm actually doing a a, a big reveal. Um, Logie is is going to be doing some some professional photos of of me being crazy, but uh, we're going to do a, a big reveal of the, the full suit. But yeah, I I just it all started as I was the Bengal last year, as you can remember, and I don't know if you remember seeing the 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 suit and everything. There was a couple. Couple issues, a couple um, wardrobe malfunctions at the work uh-huh. um, that that were were I I didn't really like the the fit on on some parts of that. So okay, so I I just I you know I was like you know what I like the Green Arrow I like the show I'm a I'm a DC fan I'm a Marvel fan too I'm I like all comics but um I'm like I'm an I, I'm an outdoorsman I'm a hunter. What what better thing to do than than to be the orange arrow? So that's how that whole thing started. But but yeah, definitely. And if anybody wants to um, get with Logie on some photos, I think he done some for John as well. Um, he does really great work. Um, 
but yeah, get with him if, if you need some professional photos done. For sure. And uh, he's he's on Twitter. Where can they find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can find me um, at the Bengal 4 on Twitter. And that's where I have, like I said, I got my pin tweet on how to donate if you want to be in the league. Um, you can either go on my, my GoFundMe or you can just donate straight to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. And then just, like I said, send me a screenshot showing that you donated and that will get you in the league. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we're hopefully we can just get this thing going. The last, the last day to sign up is August the 7th because I, I want to give myself a few weeks to get everything together. Um, and we're going to have the draft on the 21st. I'm hoping to do a live live slash online draft at maybe one of the uh, the local breweries in Cincinnati or, or you know somewhere like like that maybe maybe even go up to um, the Holy Grail or somewhere like that nice and I'm gonna do a live uh, live fantasy uh, show on there as well while I'm there try to draft and do a show at the same time we'll see how that works out nice nice well I hope I don't finish in the uh, in, in the cellar again this year, but uh, we'll see how that works. <laughs> yeah, me too. These, these, <laughs> I think I've joked with you before about this. It's funny because I, I play fantasy football and I either, I've either won it all, which has been very few and far between of all the years that I've played fantasy football or I finished like dead last. And it, you know, my brother and all kinds of people always joke. They're like, dude, you write about the team, you podcast about NFL football and you are like one of the worst fantasy football players I've ever seen. So anyway, yeah, uh, whatever, but uh, how much is it to, to buy in again? I don't know if you'd mentioned that. Yeah. It's, so it's a, uh, it's a minimum uh, $25 entry. Um, okay. And like I said, all the proceeds of that go to the Joe Burrow hunger relief fund. Um, I know Anthony, you're in it. Um, Jay Morrison said he was, he was interested. I think he's going to be in it. Um the, the guys from the same old stripe, they're going to do a, a joint team. Um, there's actually, there's quite a few people that are going to be in it this year. And then um, we're going to do, I'm going to do a big, huge Cincy prize pack for the winner. Uh, LFC sent or LFG Cincy. Uh, they're going to donate a shirt and they're going to be in the, in the league as well. And then I think Zim said he might, he might donate something too. And then I'm going to do – I'm actually doing a, um, a $20 kind of raffle thing where – and I, I should have sent you a, a, a link to that too as well. But um, it's a $20 raffle where the all the proceeds are going to towards buying stuff for the, the winner of the league. And then the, the raffle winner will get the an autographed Joe Burrow uh, signed football. Oh wow, wow! And then all the proceeds again go to go to either charity and or the the winner for that. Correct? That's, that's right. What you're right. Cool. Yeah, I I won't I won't be collecting a dime on this. <laughs> I, I didn't think so. I didn't. Think, <laughs> well, that's awesome. It's an awesome thing you were doing, and I know a lot of folks in the nonprofit sphere have been hurting the past year because they can't do the in-person fundraising and all this kind of stuff. So they've been relying right. on a lot of this stuff. So it's very, very cool that you are, you are doing that and uh, a great, great cause to that point. I know we've talked about this. Uh, we teased it a little bit here and uh, we, we've talked about it a little bit on the past couple of shows, but in a couple of weeks, well, we're, 
this is kind of because it's our first time doing it. It is a little bit of a nebulous thing, but we've been in contact with some folks from the uh, couple of the charities that we want to represent in our own charity fest. They are open to come on the show. Uh, they are open to us supporting their their charities. So we've got prizes. We've got all kinds of different stuff, but our hope is that we make a sizable impact for a number of Bengals players, whether it's current or former, uh, a lot of their charities to, um, you know, make an impact there because of what everybody's experienced the past couple of years. So um, stay tuned for that. It'll happen. We're going to be coinciding it with the kickoff of training camp and maybe even into it with special appearances, prizes for big donors, all that kind of stuff. We want to make a big impact. So um, check that out and we'll be able to get you some more details as it, as it goes. So at any rate, Derek, good to have you on, man. Been too long since we've, uh, since we've had you on. Um, it's, it's, we should have had you on a lot earlier, but cool what you're doing, not only with the fantasy football league, but with your fantasy show. Sorry, we took up so much of your time, but um, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, absolutely. It was, it was I had a lot of fun and um, I, there's a comment on here. Talking about the, uh, I think it's, I don't know how you would say that. Row, Rowdy every lap said he's picking Burrow, Mixon, Higgins, and Chase will be his first four picks in his fantasy football league. That's that's awesome. Wow. And I've I've got a uh, I've got a bold take on on Mixon. I think he can definitely he definitely have a chance to get a thousand and a thousand this year. A thousand thousand. You think two thousand yards from scrimmage? Yeah, I think he could get a thousand receiving, a thousand rushing this year. I, I did a lot of I did a lot of research on it and and picked a lot of things up to, to give me that. And I I think I think Burrow will go for five this year. So if Burrow is going for five, then then that that could definitely happen. That could happen. That could happen. Well, you got to tune into his fantasy show to see why why he believes that about Joe Mixon, got the formula, the data, all that good stuff. Derek, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in live or if you're listening to the show after the fact. Thank you so much for that. And as I mentioned, go on that bangles.com, the the poll there, and list all of the – not just ours, not just Cincy Jungle. I mean, if you read the stuff, if you watch our shows, all that kind of stuff, if you listen to it, please put us down. But – all the ones because they're all important. They all do a great job and we've got some great beat reporters and whatnot that cover the team. So um, appreciate the the little nod there from the team and uh, hopefully they get the data that they are looking for. Hopefully you all have a great rest of the week. We'll be back again tomorrow night, John Sheeran and myself giving you the deep dive show and stay well, everybody have a good rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you. Okay.